Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Very thankful for your participation and your listenership today. My prayer is that you are going to have a great day or that you've already had a great day if you're listening a little later in the evening. Regardless, of course, with uh, time zones and time changes and all those things, there are people, because this radio program plays around the world, that could be listening at all hours of the day or night. Regardless of where you're from, I'd love to hear from you. If you have the opportunity to send me just a quick word of greeting, I'm going to give you a text number that you can get a hold of me at. If you have a question, a critique, a comment, or a concern, maybe you just want to reach out and say, howdy. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Here's that phone number. You can text me directly at 309 316 7240. One more time, that number that you can text me at is 309 316 7240. Greatly appreciate the fact that you would take a few moments to be with us today. I need you to grab your Bibles. Would you do so? Find your place in the book of Isaiah, chapter number. 51. Isaiah 51 is where we will find our place while you're turning there. Let me tell you about a gospel tract. I have with me right now a gospel tract called Are You Afraid? Now, this particular gospel tract we often recommend for those that are passing out gospel tracts to trick-or-treaters. Now, my family, we don't really celebrate much of Halloween or anything like that. Of course, the, the beginnings and the genesis for Halloween are some things that wouldn't really agree with a Christian viewpoint or mindset. But that being said, we still feel that it's a grand opportunity to reach people with the gospel. If people are going to come to my door and ask for candy, well, I'm going to give them a gospel tract along with a Twix or a Snickers or something like that. So, that being said, this gospel tract right here, I know we are a good little piece away from the October time frame and all of that, but it's never too early to start planning ahead. So, you can go to BibleTractsInc.org, BibleTractsInc.org, and you can order some of this gospel tract titled, Are You Afraid? There might be people that come to your door Maybe they have some real fears about life after death, and maybe the costume and the makeup and all the all the quote-unquote fun that the world puts over something of a, a little bit of a satanic holiday, maybe, just maybe, maybe it's a cover, maybe it's a facade, and maybe when those people pillow their head that night after crowsing and having a grand old time in the world's eyes, maybe as they go back through and they begin to crash off of their sugar high, maybe they'd need a gospel tract. Maybe this gospel witness could just be the way that they come to know Christ. Let me encourage you. Go to BibleTractsInc.org and order some of this gospel tract titled, Are You Afraid? Maybe you have hundreds of people that come to your door. Maybe you need 100. Maybe you only need 25. Regardless, use this gospel tract. We are in the book of Isaiah, chapter 51. Find your place there. This week, we've talked about what's in God's hands. We began with Thomas, called Didymus, or as we know him, Doubting Thomas. Oh man, what a bad rap. What a bad reputation to get for all eternity. But truly, if I were in his position, would I be any different? All he wanted to see were the prints of the nails in Jesus' hands. He wanted to see 
that spear uh, hole in his side. And so he doubted. Of course, he shouldn't have, but he did. And he said, until I see in his hands, well, what else is in God's hands? What's in Jesus's hands? Well, we talked and we began with the fact that each person under the sound of my voice, if you know Christ is your savior, you're in his hands. We talked about the fact that great power, great might is in his hands. The present time itself and forever is in God's hands. We also talked about the fact that principalities of this world, the presidents of this world, they're in his hands. I don't care if they have an R by their name, a D by their name, or even if they're an independent, it doesn't matter. Friend, it doesn't matter if you're a communist, socialist, capitalist, you name it. Can I tell you, you need Jesus. And so do the leaders of our lands, not only the great U.S. of A, but also other countries of the world. Pray for your leaders. Today, we find our place in Isaiah 57. Isaiah 57 and verse 17. The Bible says this, Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem which hast drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his fury, thou hast drunken the dregs of the cup of trembling and wrung them out. Can I tell you, friend, in addition to everything we've talked about at times, there can be punishment in the hand of God. How many times did Israel make gross errors, make mistakes, descend into wickedness, disobey God's will, and what always followed? Well, there was punishment in his hands. There can be times that you and I irritate, infuriate God. The Israelites did it all the time, didn't they? But if we're honest with ourselves, we do it just as much, if not more. Just as your hands, parents, you don't want your hands to be the hands of punishment. Sometimes, though, they must to correct a wrong. I think of my two girls. They... they they got the lot in life of being preacher's kids. They are going to be used for sermon illustrations for the next, I don't know, 30 or 40 years until, while the Lord tarries. And, but can I tell you, friends, there are times when I, in the position as their father, has to mete out punishment using these hands. Sometimes it's as simple as taking a toy away that maybe Emmy and Lucy are fighting over. Now, most of you out there, you've heard them on the radio before. You think of those perfect little angels. They can disobey. They can squabble and sass their parents. Say it ain't so. Well, I won't say it, but I think you'll believe it. Those of you with children, you know what I'm talking about. Can I tell you, I don't want to be God's instrument for punishment in my children's lives, but can I tell you, there are times when these hands must be. Can I tell you, it's the same for God. He doesn't take pleasure. He doesn't take joy in having to punish his children, but there are times when it's necessary. Thankfully, he not only has hands of punishment when it's needed, he has hands full of pity and mercy. Joel chapter 2. Joel 2.17 says this, Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous of his land and pity his people. Many times the word pity is used in the Bible. It's saying that God will no more show pity. But I'm glad, oftentimes, though it says that, that God's not going to show any more pity, I'm glad that after punishment, 
there is still time for pity and mercy. Out of 261 times in the Bible, I didn't count all of them. I, I, I let a commentator do it for me, okay? But out of 261 times that the word mercy is used, the vast majority of them speak of God's mercy. You know, think about this. God loves mercy so much. I want you to wrap your head around this. That mercy itself was made a part of the architecture, the very architecture of the Ark of the Covenant. What are you talking about? Have you ever heard of the mercy seat? You know what those priests did? I believe it was once a year thereabouts. They'd take the blood of that animal, that lamb, and they'd sprinkle it where? On the mercy seat. Think about that. Think about the fact that representing God's love, his pity, his mercy, his care, his tenderness, his compassion, his willingness to overlook the wrongs of his people, that blood, an animal, yes, had to suffer. Think about the one, Jesus Christ, who suffered and died. There's a word, vicarious. What that means is, in our place. When we say the vicarious suffering of Jesus Christ, what we're saying is that he died, he suffered, in our place. Can I tell you that, my friends? That was mercy. The way to receive mercy and pity has never changed. Second Chronicles 7.14, yes, I know the context of this verse, and yes, I know it was directed from God to his people, the Israelites, but can I tell you, this principle, this Bible principle has not changed. If you want mercy, you want God's pity, you want his grace in your life, can I tell you this verse can, the principle of it still applies. It says this, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Think about that, my friend. Think about the fact that the God of all eternity listens when you pray. He notices, he bends his ear to hear the humble prayers of his people. May I counsel you, may I encourage you to heed that verse. Humble yourself, pray, seek his face, and turn from your wicked ways. Can I tell you, friend, if you don't know Christ today, if you feel like you need his mercy, I was literally just just now, not too long ago, I was texting with a young man from Pennsylvania, and he was telling me, he was confiding in me, I won't use his name for his privacy, I'll just tell you he was in the state of Pennsylvania. He was confiding in me that he doesn't know how God could save someone as wretched as he. Can I tell you, friend, God can and if you allow him, he's already done the work. He doesn't have to save you. He already did. But he's not going to take hostages to heaven. You have to accept the free gift. If you're listening right now and you don't know how to get his mercy, can I encourage you to reach out to me? I'd love to hear from you. Just like that young man did, he texted this phone number. I'll give it to you. 309 316 Seven two, four 
zero. I've got time to give it to you one more time. If you have questions about your eternal soul, you can either listen to the announcer at the close of this program. He'll give you a, a multiple ways to contact us, or you can contact me directly. Text me today at 309-316-7240. Please reach out. I'd also encourage you to consider coming to our grand opening of our brand new building in Odell, Illinois. That is October 1st. It's a Saturday. We'd love to see you there. If you need more information, you can RSVP or you can ask questions and send an email to grandopening at BibleTracksInc.org. That's the email address, okay? Grandopening at BibleTracksInc.org. Thank you so much for listening today. My prayer is that you have a great day for his glory. We will conclude this thought of what's in God's hands tomorrow right here on Bible Track Echoes. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.